welcome. And now we're going to jump into a really important and exciting topic, which is whether social media platforms should be able to decide on who goes on the platform and who doesn't. So for example, we know that Twitter and most platforms decided to ban Trump, but Twitter has continued to let the Taliban's communicate on their platforms. So um, I, I'd like to jump into this with you, Paul. Um, Paul, what are your thoughts on whether platforms should be the ones to decide on who gets to communicate and whether you think they made the right call about banning Trump and allowing the Taliban to communicate? Well, the electronic platforms like Twitter, uh, YouTube, Facebook have become the public sphere, very important uh, for free speech and democracy. And I think in um, uh, answering uh, this question, <clears throat> we have to learn from uh, the history of the public sphere, namely the history of regulation of media. And in Europe, uh, it is very clear after the Second World War with the experiences of fascism, uh, the abuse at the time of radio by Hitler, um, there was a very broad consensus that uh, the public sphere, whether radio, television or newspapers, need to be regulated by law. And I would say that um, if it is so, that the platforms are the discussion space in democracy and 50% of our citizens in Europe and also in the United States, it's not different, uh, now build their political opinion on these electronic public spheres. Uh, if that is so, then we need to lay down rules according to which um, um, uh, the public sphere here functions. Thus rules which ensure that fundamental rights and democracy um, are complied with in this public sphere and that uh, um, a discussion is possible in this public sphere which uh, makes democracy function. And who should be making those decisions? Well, uh, you know, in the same way that uh, according to the rules laid down in media law, uh, TV editors or newspaper editors make decisions about, you know, what they report and what they don't report. Um, uh, I think, uh, you know, the rules um, and, and in, in the European level now we're talking about the Digital Service Act in particular, uh, you know, they will allocate responsibility to the platforms um, and uh, I think it's perfectly okay that they make such decisions, but there must be rules which frame these decisions. There must be rules of transparency, there must be rules of redress, uh, like we have it in the press and media regulation. Great, thank you so much. That's uh, very insightful. Pablo, do you agree with this? Should there be rules? Should uh, tech platforms be allowed to decide who they keep on the platform, such as the leaders of Iran, for example, uh, or should there be warnings like in the vaccine case? What, what is your opinion? Well, um, I mean, in, on this on this banning situation, I mean, of course, it's tricky, yeah? but uh, I mean, uh, I would like to go to to the roots, as, as Paul was saying, I mean, not the law part, but the, but the conception of, of, of communication also uh, on EU values. And, and one of those EU values is the notion that we should have a free press, of, of course, and, and we should have freedom of speech and, and, and that, there's, that, that there's a marketplace of ideas and everybody should actually say whatever they think is right or true or good. And, and, th and the best ideas 
will be debated and then will rise to the top. Of course, the other side of the argument is that in order to have a functional democracy, you need people to be informed, properly informed, so they can vote and they can make a deliberative decision together and figure it out what kind of society they want. And so you need to remove this information from the public sphere because you don't want to you don't want people actually to make decisions based on grown information. So those 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 two goals are are fundamentally, I would say, at odds with with each other. Uh, uh, what has changed, of course, in our modern world is the creation of social media, uh, because social media, of course, is supposed as to to divergent viewpoints. Uh, it creates an architecture that is that is very different than the architecture of, of the democratic debate. Okay, this this. Thomas Jefferson model, let's say that uh, you know that the, the, that uh, that says that the notion of the best ideas come to the top, but social media is not like that. I mean, social media rewards user ultimately ultimately for for inspiring the greatest degree of emotional reaction. Let's say, yeah, whether it's joy or or outrage or fear of excitement. So. So the, the the architecture and the structure it's is quite different. Um, uh, to the to the point of blocking people uh, of on social media activities, uh, uh, my gut and my personal opinion says no, no, never. Uh, we need to hear those ideas also to be able to actually define ourselves as humans, voters, citizens, and to understand. Uh, the society and the, the, the we live in, uh, uh, because to put a, uh, you know, to, to 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 say, okay, I don't, I don't like this, I don't want to look to look at this, or I don't want to hear anything that it's going into a different direction. Uh, it's uh, dangerous, and this door that it has been opened, being my ideas or the way of expressing the ideas, very different of what Trump or the Taliban says, I couldn't go into the direction of blocking these people from the public sphere debate, because at the end of the day, um, of course, social media provides them a weapon to actually shoot out and communicate about whatever they want. But I couldn't go into the person. I would go into what he or she says um, to blocking Trump is not going to stop the ideas that Trump spread. Uh, on the contrary, I would say. So it is much more about blocking disinformation than blocking certain accounts or certain people. Right. And what about if countries block their citizens from using Twitter, for example, but then they themselves are on the platform with propaganda, for example? Should we say you either allow your whole country to join or uh, you don't, don't join either? Or what's your opinion on that? Well, I, I'm 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 of the opinion of having an open discussion debate wherever it's possible and whenever whatever is necessary. So if the debate gets so nasty or so let's say blocked by the uh, an amount of ideas that uh, 
creates a fake environment because we, I mean, there are different tactics of also of disinformation and of spreading ideas. And one is basically to, to just, just populate social media with a certain narrative by using bots, by using, uh, basically by, 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 by overcoming the barriers and rules that the, 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 the actual platforms of the regulate or the regulators are putting into place. And that's another story. But the point is that you need uh, uh, this open debate because otherwise another one will be created if Twitter or if any platform continues or let's say intensifies this kind of practice in going into that direction and other platforms are going to pop up. At least here we know what is going on and then we have the decision on our hand. Uh, we can decide if we want to block certain person from certain country that at a certain moment but at least we know that they are there and that what they are saying we can monitor we can actually learn from it and we can establish let's say narrative to counter fight this uh, their arguments but by as i said by 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 closing our eyes to reality i don't think that's a solution for anything right so so turning to paul um, this idea of free speech, where you allow everyone to communicate and then people make their judgments. Um, do you feel that that's right and that's viable? Because it's not the legislation uh, that's in place in, in different countries. Um, and if you were the, the person deciding, uh, would you ban Trump and the Taliban, neither of them? What would be your, your, your decision on that? Well, I think first of all, um, we uh, do must do what is necessary to um, strengthen the force, uh, a state, the force power in in the state in a democracy, which is journalism, um, because journalists are, in contrast to the platforms, the one which the ones which investigate and which have a vocation to truth and. Uh, um, we see in, in terms of economic realities, the platforms make a lot of money on online advertisement, 80% of online advertisement, which previously went to the press and journalism now goes to the platforms and that is not sustainable. So um, that's the first thing. The second thing is, I would love to see the guts or, you know, uh, of Twitter and, 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 and YouTube and Google and Facebook um, if they had the guts to say, look, if there's a country which doesn't allow its people to use our platforms for free speech, then we will not transmit the content of this government. Um, you know, I would uh, say that would be perfectly fine with me. If they had the guts to do this, it would certainly be in line with the rules we have in Europe and also what we have proposed um, uh, in, in the Digital Services Act. Uh, but, you know, do they have the guts to do it? Um, because, uh, you know, I haven't seen uh, any kind of initiative like that. Um, but certainly I would say there is no legal obstacle um, um, to do this. Um, and I think that would be something which we could very openly talk about and, you know, which should be communicated in democracy. But it would be an act to support democracy to say those governments which don't allow their people. And I have been in China. I can tell you a little anecdote on this. I've gave, given a lecture in China at a university in uh, Peking. And at the end of the lecture, I said, and if you're interested in the subject matter I was talking about, namely data protection, please follow me on Twitter uh, because I curate the debate. 
And one of the professors came to me afterwards and said, don't you know that we here in China can't use Twitter? I actually didn't know it at the time. So, you know, yes, um, I would uh, say if they had the guts, that would be great. Okay. And what is the next action that needs to happen? You know, what's the priority now on this issue of banning and censorship? Who needs to move forward with this? Well, I uh, I think in terms of giving rules to the platforms as a public space of democracy, as the place where people build their political opinion, the key is now to find agreement in the European Parliament and among member states on the Digital Services Act. Uh, that's that's a key step forward. Okay, um, Pablo, what is your feeling of what next? What needs to be the next big action? Yeah, I mean, I, I could. Uh, I mean, I totally agree with Paul said. I mean, uh, the the idea that he has put on the table for me. I mean, it seems it seems perfectly fine. I would love to see what he was actually saying. That to, to see the platform actually be as courageous as it is with certain accounts or with certain individuals to do it in this sense with all the countries that are preventing their citizens to actually have divergent opinions and to express them publicly that could be that could be quite a, quite a move i could also would like to see certain moves by the european governments on that sense by actually blocking as well certain ways of communicating with certain governments while their people are not expressing. I'm not saying that they should stop talking, I should say that they should be more courageous when expressing publicly the the the, the well the despise of, of those actions. Anyway, the next step, I, mean, I, I, I could go into the direction of the Digital Service Act as well. Of course, it is a, a great first step, let's say, into that direction. But I believe that the transparency is a must for platforms to actually uh, operate in this sense of preventing others to communicate. I mean, they have the power. Those are private companies, of course, and, and, and becoming public sphere of democracy and communication. And the four trans, we need to we need to ensure that they are transparent enough uh, and that the governments uh, as independently as is uh, uh, as is possible, uh, they need to take a look at those platforms. I mean, who is actually uh, um, who is actually deciding on which which ideas are okay to be shared and which ideas are not okay to be spread. And at the same time, uh, you know, not contributing to 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 let's say that the. Uh, the loss of of trust in the in the institutions uh, by actually trying to encourage just one or just a couple of main uh, streams of thought and and not leaving a space for any other let's say divergent opinion great so basically we want to see the guts of facebook twitter and other platforms and I think the word transparency uh, was something that you're, you're mentioning. Basically, we can also on Twitter right now ask the platforms to be more transparent and to see what they're doing to actually share their policy and their strategy and then the political bodies to take action so that there is a framework. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Paul. And thank you, Pablo. Mm -hmm.